Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show, On The Mark. Alexis, Joe McGranahan's still alive. Yeah, she's here with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, she doesn't sound like that. No, I can't do my Alexa voice today. Do you have an Alexa at your house? I do, I do, I do. Okay. You don't, it doesn't bother you? She's, she's quite annoying. I, was, I would think so. <laughs> Plus listening constantly. To Sometimes she just doing. starts talking randomly. I find that very disconcerting. Really? I wonder why. What's, what's up? Well, she may have heard something that she interpreted needing a response. Mm-hmm. And now she's personalized her responses to me. I asked her the other day what time it was and she said have a good morning joe <laughs> oh i say you don't know me <laughs> <laughs> i'm bleeding out here on the floor but i guess i'm have having a, a good, good morning, morning. <laughs> alexa called 911 alexa am i still alive that's my favorite covid question that's popped up and what does she say <laughs> to the best of our knowledge you, <laughs> you are, are still breathing. alive yeah all right <laughs> What's uh, quite a sea change around here yes, in terms of the way people are behaving and the way things are going on or not going on, I should say. Well, and our office is closed. Uh, uh, we've been through fires and floods and, uh, let's see, what else, uh, uh, blizzards and all kinds of things. I never remember a weekday where the, the office area was dark. It is un- highly unusual. Right. I mean, they, use, they they have a nice waiting room out there. It's dark and a little TV for people to watch with the you know, But people can work from messages. home. I mean, that's the nice thing about today's computerized age. People can accomplish their tasks without leaving home. Unfortunately, you and I have to physically be here. Mm-hmm. Although, if I had a timeline, I could do it from my house. How torturous <laughs> is it? Pretty bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Maybe we could relieve you of that duty. Yeah, I know. Just throw me out the door. What the <laughs> heck? All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. Uh, we're going to talk about the new normal today and the president's remark that we only have 30 more days to go until <laughs> if we can make it. Uh, one of those days in between, they're still scheduled. I checked on the website with the State uh, Fish and Boat Commission, but the trout opener is still scheduled for the 18th. So no change there. You would think that... Doesn't that generate a lot of people? It does. It, people are elbow to elbow in some streams, but not all streams. So uh, yeah, I think people are going to have to use their discretion. And, uh, you know, m- the social distancing would be difficult in some fishing holes. Where, But, you know, the Fish and Boat Commission can assist there in making sure that the fish are distributed evenly up and down the streams rather than, you know, a big clump under a bridge, that kind of thing, which they well, usually do. It makes it easier for kids to fish when they're uh, sort of clustered. But in any event... But so on the other hand, daycare centers are open, so that creates an issue with children being close together. I'm sure they're not doing a lot of social distancing with uh, infants and toddlers. And right. Some daycares are open. They're not all open. So, well, many 
many are, as I understand it. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free line. We would love to hear from you today. We have a half a dozen emails uh, left over from uh, Friday, so we will look at those, and we can talk about those. Uh, and uh, I promise we'll read them, and so we are going to. Joe, we have to read these emails. They're all getting the doghouse, so we got to do that. So we'll get those ready, and uh, we invite you to join that queue at on the mark at WKOK.com. Our toll-free line is open. You can call us 1-800-795-9565. You can talk about the president yesterday. Two things interesting. One, he's really listening to his good uh, colleagues now who are on this task force about uh, keeping social distancing going for another month or so. Uh, so that's a rare uh, opportunity for him. And on the other hand, uh, the, some of the reporters there, boy, just <laughs> saw yesterday's opportunity as the perfect gotcha moment, you know, because uh, he has definitely evolved on this issue over the time. I think he had hoped for a good forward-thinking news conference, but of course some other reporters there. Who was that, NPR and CNN were asking? NPR, right, Al Cinder from NPR, and uh, who was the guy from CNN? Uh, Jerry Diamond, Jeremy Diamond. Okay, so they're really focusing on the how the president has evolved uh, during the past month or so. So uh, we can talk about that, uh, either not necessarily the gotcha, but uh, this idea that uh, some of the media is really uh, calling attention to that, and maybe that's maybe that's the appropriate story. Maybe this forward-thinking thing that the president wanted to do is not right. So you can weigh in on that. You can text us at 70236. We have a little fight underway between the Federal Bureau of Prisons, who says they're their inmates, they can move them wherever they want, whenever they want, uh, and uh, local leaders who say that's not really sound policy in terms of dealing with a pandemic. It may be good under other circumstances, but now is not the time to bring in infected inmates into an uninfected prison. I thought they were moving uninfected inmates to get them out of the way, or am I wrong on no, that? They're not tested. The individuals that are being moved aren't tested. They are being taken from prisons that are where the virus is more common into areas where it's less common or not at all. So that's you know part of this evening. Before or the after process. they've been quarantined for 14 days? Don't know. Well, <laughs> How do you, isn't every day pretty much a quarantine for well, appara- well then apparently not because they're spreading the disease around inside the prison so they're apparently inside there must the be some prisons. means of contact well you have outside you have uh, correctional officers and food service people within the prisons and maybe counselors counselors are probably on the other side of glass by now but then you did have one case over the weekend uh, we put it on our website and we didn't really pop up too much in the news but one of the state prisons ended up with an inmate that had uh, the coronavirus. All right, so we got open phones right now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. The very first email is one that I sent in from the newsroom. Uh, Joe, read that if you don't mind. It says, the Vietnam War Veterans Recognition Act, signed into law in 2017, designates March 29th of each year as National Vietnam War Veterans Day. Most states celebrate Welcome Home Vietnam Veterans Day on March 29th the 30th of each year. Though there is some debate, March 29th is generally viewed as a more appropriate date. All right, so WKOK and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation salute our nation's Vietnam War era veterans. Uh, we had a couple of mentions of it on the radio yesterday, but we wanted to make sure that we got an opportunity to call more attention to it today. So please, if you know somebody who's a Vietnam veteran, Buzz, if you're out there listening, our salute to you and all the rest of the Vietnam era veterans out there. Thank you for your service. 
Okay. Um, back to the virus. Back to the virus, right. Uh, you know, we've, we had um, so much going on in that press conference yesterday, and they're trying to get the president. And you remember last week I mentioned, and I got a lot of blowback from our friend Chris, about the, the Democrats who said the president, when he finally did shut, or when he very early on sh- imposed travel bans on China, and uh, he, our friend Chris said, oh, no, the major Democrats never had a bad word to say. Someone was kind enough to send me... Uh, uh, Chuck Schumer's post on the subject. Like and a he, tweet? Yes, he tweeted it and then deleted it. And the tweet said, and it's right from his certified account, the premature travel ban to and from China by the current administration is just an excuse to further his ongoing war against immigrants. There must be a check and balance on these restrictions. Oh, dear. So, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. There, a lot of people are playing this for politics. I thought the president played it a little bit for politics yesterday, and the media certainly is playing it for politics. Um, you know, I think the president—they made so much out of the fact that the president allegedly said, and that was one of the things yesterday. If the demo, if the governors don't appreciate what we're doing, don't contact them. He didn't say it that way. You know what he said was entirely different and um do you have that uh well let's see i've treasury secretary oh wait let me find the story yeah i do have it i think here i sent it to you this morning um Trump unloaded on after PBS News Yamachi, is it? Yamachi? Y-A-M-I-C-H-E Alcinder, a frequent Trump antagonist who previously has asked numerous questions during coronavirus briefings about whether an unnamed administration official really used the term Kung Flu. I hadn't heard that. Mm, began with another critical query about Trump's past comments to Fox News on New York's demands for ventilators. Specifically, Alcindor accused Trump of saying the governors were requesting equipment they don't actually need. In fact, Trump said that in some cases, quote, equipment's being asked for that I don't think they'll need by the end of the pandemic. Alcindor doubled down when Trump pushed back on her accusations of his comments. Why don't you people act a little more positively? It's always trying to get you, get you, get you, Trump responded. And you know what? That's why nobody trusts the media anymore. That's why you used to work for the Times, and now you work for somebody else. Let me tell you something. Be nice. Don't be threatening. Be nice. The confrontation prompted another wave of sympathy for Alcindor among left-wing journalists. Alcindor herself complained on social media that she was unfairly victimized by the president. Minutes later, Trump tussled with CNN reporter Jeremy Diamond, who alleged the president had definitively said on Friday that he'd cut off communications with governors who weren't appreciative of his coronavirus efforts. Trump shot back that Washington State's governor, Democrat Jay Inslee, was a nasty person and reiterated that Vice President Mike Pence would remain in open communication even with hostile governors. Your statement is a lie, Trump said flatly. Trump slammed Diamond for omitting a portion of Trump's quote in which Trump said the governors and local officials needed to appreciate the broader federal disaster relief effort, not just Trump's own initiatives. So this is how this thing is being played by the media, and I agree with him. This is why people are not trusting the media. You know, they take the story, they twist it, they turn it, they, they make it as bad as they can for the president. And yes, he's made, he's made some missteps, but I submit to you that any president in this situation would have made some missteps. He did some things early on that were right. You know, how can you suddenly hold the president accountable for the fact, as Nancy Pelosi, in effect, said because his response was delayed, he's responsible for the deaths. Well, That's I still, terrible. <laughs> I, I heard that. 
I thought well, that's a little bit strong. But in she's any responsible for the deaths. She held it up for a week. She held up this uh, recovery bill for a week, trying to get some so things in it, trying to get Green New Deal stuff in it, trying to get uh, windmills. That had nothing to do with the virus. To make sure that we're a better country when this is over. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a rare opportunity for you to get some stuff through that you could never do under normal right. Never let a good crisis go to waste, right? Right, right. Yeah, precisely as the president is doing. Well, you heard him yesterday saying, what a superlative, fantastic, stupendous, wonderful, unbelievably great job he's doing on this. You know, I think that's probably what sets off the media. If they would just, if he would just go up there, you know, humbly say, look, this disease is way out in front of us and we're slowly catching up. The Congress is catching up. The Senate is catching oh. up. You know what the headline would be the next day if he did that? Trump admits disastrous errors, <laughs> assumes responsibility well, for deaths. We remember a couple of weeks ago he said, uh, you know, in, in in answer to one specific question about a specific thing, he said, well, I wasn't responsible for that. And now they keep playing over and over, oh, I'm not responsible for, for what has happened, <laughs> as though he was saying that about the whole pandemic although you could argue that that's true, too. All right, well, we'll take calls. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Last caller before a quickie break. Uh, Dennis, first caller of the whole brand-new week. Uh, you are on the mark. Yes, good morning. I'd like to say, first of all, I think Donald Trump is doing an excellent job. And uh, the Democrats with Pelosi and Schumer gerrymandering this stuff and using people's lives to get what they want, I think they're a disgrace, Okay. And as for bringing prisoners here, I think they should put them on prison barge in the ocean where they don't hurt people. Instead of bringing them into an area, we're going to incapacitate people. And I think the people should just get along and try to work this out. Yeah, that's all I want to say. That's a good point. I mean, you know, I think we should try and get along and work this out. <laughs> nah. I do believe that this Trump is doing a very good job, and I don't accuse you of the ridicule, especially when we Democrats. You know, you guys should look in the mirror before you knock people. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Right now, it's not time to knock people. It's time to get along and work things out. Huh? You know what I mean? Pelosi would have making deals, gerrymandering, the Democrats go, you're playing with people's lives. And I got a good place for her to go out of, out of the elections altogether. We don't want them anymore. We don't want Schumer is. We don't want to see anything like it. Matter of fact, we don't want to see another Democrat in the next ice age. That's you know, my opinion. Okay, I'm a Republican, I'm standing out there always, and I'm proud to be with him, and also be a non that. And I fight for this country, and I don't fight for people that ridicule our president. That I don't appreciate. Okay, people I... like that don't belong to me. All right, thank you for thanks your for service. Your, thanks thank for your you. service. Take care. I yep, appreciate Bye-bye. that. Uh, Cindy, next up, you're on the mark. I, I told an untruth. I'm taking another call before the break. Go right ahead. Thank you, Mark. Uh, I just want to say that I urge my fellow Americans and my neighbors to watch these news conferences. Don't read the article where the people conjure up the part they think is most important or browbeat on a single sentence. Watch the news conference. First of all, the president surrounds himself with many experts, including at least four physicians that I can name. And at least two of them have been at every news conference, and they answer the questions freely to, of the press. Now, I'll tell you, I thought that the big story out of the press conference yesterday, frankly, was that in the absence of our efforts to quell this uh, spread, the models had projected two million people, up to two million people in our country would die. Two 
million Americans would die of this sickness if we didn't do social distancing, if we didn't close the schools, if we didn't limit our activity. Two million people. And the president repeatedly said that's just totally unacceptable, and I agree with him. I thought what what he talked about was compelling. Dr. Burke then, she's the head of the uh, effort to contain all of this, talked about, you know, best case scenario, we're looking at 100,000 deaths. Dr. Fauci backed her up. They think that would be the best case scenario, 100,000 deaths. So everybody who's wondering whether or not they should avoid the beach or whatever else, you know, has gone on here, whether they need to gather together for whatever event, you know, take that into consideration. That's 100,000 is a pretty scary number, don't you think, gentlemen? Sure is. Sure is. And but, right. you know, how much worse could it be And if we, ha- if we didn't practice some of these things? Two million. Two yeah. million deaths. That's what not, I mean, the president said this, but Fauci, and Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burke both repeated that, repeated that and repeated that. And I think that's the message that American people need to hear, not whether or not the president made nice huggy kissy with a reporter. I mean, how is it these reporters have turned in this national crisis, then they're more concerned about themselves than they really are about the issues at hand. Well, I tried last night after the news conference. I could only watch some of the news conference, so afterward I turned on CNN, and oh, they, were, they were having a, a hate fest about everything that had happened during the news conference, and then, so I switched to Fox, and they're running a concert instead of doing commentary, so then I switched to MSNBC, and guess what? They're they, running a hate fest? Right, and they had this huge map in front of them that showed all these enormous bubbles of coronavirus all over the world. Basically, all of the U.S. was covered even though a lot of places... Well, what amazes me is, you know, they talk about the need for ventilators. Where is this president supposed to get them? Somebody has to actually manufacture them. And guess what? Manufacturing is based on need. And up until this point, we didn't need that many ventilators. Now we do, and the president has ordered GE... GM. and some GM, I'm sorry, and some others to start making them. So what Although more would GE you have the guy would do? would make more sense, but... Yeah, I would well, think. And <laughs> I thought, now twice, this question has been asked. I've, I have pretty religiously watched these news conferences, the president and the experts, uh, both within government and without, standing there answering the questions. I really don't care what the press has to say about it. I've, I've realized that they are indeed misrepresenting many times over what's said. I want to hear the facts from the experts' mouth. And for me, it's stunning how it gets warped. It's just breathtaking, because I've heard what the person said, and now I see, you know, what how this is being warped. I do think it's the president's responsibility to be aspirational, to be hopeful, right? I mean, does anybody really want him to stand up there day after day and say, OMG, we're all going to (laughs) die? I doubt that. I don't think that's helpful. I don't think that's Move, you know, go to move the needle, make anything better. Oh, but Cindy, I think, some though, people are saying he's giving us. To, some people are I'm saying sorry. he's giving us false hope. So where's the line between false hope and real hope? Oh, I think you saw that yesterday. I yeah. thought he did a great job. Oh, yesterday. I did too. I, don't I did blame too. Blame him for losing his patience with people. You know, there's a question I started to say this that's been asked twice now, which I find patently absurd, and he refuses to answer. Is which is. Are you prepared to personally guarantee that every person who needs a ventilator will have a ventilator? That's just a ridiculous question. Nobody can do that. No one. So why would they ask that of him? 
That's just absurd. Well, they want to, they want it them was on very mic. alarming to me to hear, and, and frustrating, infuriating is a better word, infuriating, that indeed one of the governors has been hoarding supplies. He demands that these things be sent to him with great fanfare on television every day, and instead of them being put in the hospitals, they're put in a warehouse. I mean, that's just so what. And then he goes back and demands even more. He's like the big chick in the nest who's shoving the other chicks out. Well, and then some of them are saying that the supplies are being stolen in some cases. I do have that concern. I sat there muddle, muddle, thinking about that. Did I really believe that there could be that dramatic an increase in the use of personal protective equipment? that was being reported, the hard numbers. Mm-hmm. And that did, that did trouble me. And that wouldn't be unusual in the sense that in many crises we know, like in war, that people steal the war supplies. The people, you know, the things are made, they get to somewhere near, and then they're stolen by other people. That's not unusual. That's a story throughout history. So this wouldn't surprise me if there isn't some problem here. And given the demand, both public and private, for this equipment, that some people would institute a black market and try to steal this stuff, that doesn't surprise me. Nor I get where governors are coming from, right? If I was the mayor of Smoke and Dam and I thought (laughs) we needed to have these things, would I put my... Uh, Hold all on one of my second. energy into getting them for the people here because they're the people I represent? Sure. But should I fill up, you know, the Shemokin Dam borough building with the stuff, denying it to my neighbors, right? No, that would be wrong. All right, we got to stop you there. Take a breath. Just for the record, we're not hoarding anything in Shemokin Dam. I'm borough. not saying you were. Just saying. All right, thank you so much. I understand why those political leaders are driven to have stuff. But I understand they're acting in their self-interest and in the interest they believe of their constituents. But the president and that task force has to decide where that needs to go along a much broader spectrum of the entire country. All right. There could be lots more to say about all of this. Thank you so much, Cindy. Cindy. Thanks thanks for the remarks. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 2018 data, including all my Henry Group brand sales. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones, Neil Kulong on the NFL today, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070, WKOK. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 
Uh, we want to say some words about the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. You can buy a car from them via appointment now, and everybody keeps their social distancing. Just go to sunburymotors.com. But in the meantime, you can go to the Quick Lane without an appointment on North 4th Street in Sunbury. That's where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections, nitrogen for tires. They'll pump you up, and then uh, you can visit them anytime you wish for the body shop or the alignment shop or anything that needs done on your vehicle. Uh, you can find them on the web at sunburymotors.com, and you can go ahead and build that Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln to your precise specifications, and then when the time comes, you can trade in your vehicle and get another one. Uh, Jason, Jeff, and Ernie, and Austin, and Kyle would just love to do business with you down there and make sure that you join the hundreds of thousands of people who are happy customers at the Sunbury Motor Company, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and the Kia dealership on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. One of our emailers says, is it possible that Medicare and other health insurance providers could go bankrupt for all of these extra claims? Many younger people do not have health insurance. Who pays for them? Are the tests for the virus free? As I understand it, isn't that part of what's covered in the bill, that the tests right. for the, the tests virus are free. are free? Well, the taxpayers are paying for them. <laughs> and several major insurance companies, Cigna, and I forget who the other one was, announced that they were waiving co-pays, they were waiving um, costs for treatment and costs for, what do you call that, uh, not subsidies, but, um, oh. Co-pays? Co no, uh, when you have a, a minimum amount you have to make before you start getting benefits. Uh, a co-pay. No, that's not a copay. Copay is what you pay when you go to the doctor and you have to pay part of it. A, a limit. A deductible? Deductible. Thank oh, you. Okay. I'm in a little trouble this morning focusing. Okay. There's so much right. to this. The copay and the deductible are not, not the, the same, same thing. thing. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, but thank well, you for and, helping and me out. answer the questions, yeah, the tests are paid for by the federal government. Uh, let's see. But people who do not have health insurance, well, they're in the same boat they've always been in. They have to rely on the generosity of the hospital initially. Then they get billed, and uh, hopefully at some point they'll pay off their debt. Uh, the uh, young people don't get quite as sick from this, but most of the people in Pennsylvania are the people who are the working class dogs like uh, me anyway and Rob who are, you know, between the ages of 25 and 60 or so. Uh, uh, strangely enough, unfortunately, older folks who get it worse are not the ones who are getting it because they're, they really have mastered the hunker down. I was going to say, I saw a chart, two charts in Penn Live this morning. One showed the number of people having the cases, and there were more cases of the 25 to 50 54-year-old age group than there were over 65. Well, we're the workers. But the over 65 people were significantly more hospitalized than the under 65s. Right, and that's where the 10% figure of individuals who need the ventilator gets higher for that group. But fortunately, fewer of those individuals are getting the ailment. So... Oh, boy. To be continued. A lot to, a lot to ponder here, brother. There, there really is, and there's a lot of aspects of this, and that's why we're having open phones today. We will have guests this week uh, from 8.30 to 9 on the show, and then the 9 o'clock hour will be left open for uh, open phones each day and to read some of these emails and texts and to get your calls on the air. We're talking coronavirus on WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan directly on the other side of me in terms of politics. But a good distance away. <laughs> oh, yeah. we got a good social distancing. Right, we, we should do. probably put you over there, but uh, I don't know if that would work. I'd probably get a crick in my neck from looking over there. But I couldn't see the monitor. <laughs> well, and we are, we are going to have our first guest in two weeks is going to be here this Friday. You won't be here, Joe, but Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce is going to come in. We're going to put a glass shield on the table there, and he'll sit at the end because we got some call-in conference guests. He just has to be here for that. So uh, we're going to put him down there. Where are you going to get the glass shield? A little. Uh, we have a <laughs> pandemic kit that the engineer put together. Oh, do you? Okay, yes. great. It's going to have positive air pressure, and then when he's in it, we're going to blow fresh air from the outdoors <laughs> into the tent and then exhaust his exhaust outdoors. Well, I hope the so. temperatures are mild, otherwise you might freeze or roast. <laughs> well, you know how the air conditioning works in here, right. <laughs> and this is not going to be good. All right, so so that's this Friday. Yeah, we will have our chamber, our financial Friday show, talking about the jobless numbers, and he's got some call-in guests lined up, so we'll, that will, he'll be here in person. <laughs> that but ought to be a really depressing <laughs> program. <laughs> well, uh, the, strangely enough, though, uh, there are job opportunities around here, so he's going to talk about that. Okay, great. On the Market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. It's a local versus federal dispute that relates to the coronavirus. Now the leaders of Evangelical Community Hospital, Geisinger, joined by the Union County Commissioners, U.S. Senator Bob Casey and Congressman Fred Keller, uh, want uh, the Federal Bureau of Prisons to stop in, in uh, moving inbound inmates into the central Susquehanna Valley from infected areas. The regional leaders have sent a letter to the federal government telling them to stop doing so. But the Federal Bureau of Prisons uh, repeats that they are at liberty to move inmates as they see fit, including uh, from those who are in areas where the COVID virus is much more common into areas where the, it is not. Lewisburg and Allenwood pres- prison inmates, prison staff, and hospitals are the greatest concern of the county commissioners in Union County, Evangelical Hospital in Geisinger, uh, Senator Bob Casey and Congressman Fred Keller have been spearheading this. Uh, they say there will be an update on this, but unfortunately, the Federal Bureau of Prisons says, uh, despite all this uh, leadership uh, pushing them the other way, uh, they plan to continue the movement of inmates as they see fit. Governor Tom Wolf expanded his stay-at-home order to almost one-third of Pennsylvania's counties over the weekend, including neighboring Center County. If you live in a county under a stay-at-home order, you should not leave your home unless you absolutely must, because ultimately someone's life depends on you staying home. The order already covered about three-fourths of the state's 12 million residents. The Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA branches in Sunbury and Milton announced they'll be offering a free food program, which will begin this week. Milton Executive Director Ron Marshall said they received a waiver from the state to expand their summer food program during the partial shutdown in Pennsylvania. You can get more details about that on their Facebook pages. Also elsewhere, some good news for the Valley's families on the margin. Pennsylvania got the okay for a new food program that bypasses eligibility requirements. The governor's office says they've got the approval for a disaster household distribution program. Details about that will emerge in the days and weeks ahead. It's sometimes hard to tell if somebody is experiencing too much anxiety because of the coronavirus. 
when we are fearful, it manifests in some other ways that other people can see. One of them is anger, not treating others as well as they could. You also have to know it's going to manifest in people differently. So some people who are coming into this, you know, relatively healthy, may not have as much of a problem. But those who have experienced some other traumas or who have been through something recently... Susan Decker, licensed professional counselor at Rooted Relational Therapy. In a recent interview, which you can find on the WKOK podcast page, Lewisburg did it. They now have an order in place that 10 or more people cannot gather in the same place. The manager says there were scoff laws that were gathering in large gatherings despite the social distancing rules that are in place. Now it's a borough law or a new ordinance or directive from the mayor uh, that you cannot gather in the large groups. She said, wonder what, what remaining people, less than 20 years old in Lewisburg would be gathering 10 or more. That's weird. I never blame anything on anybody. Well, but somebody I, in New Jersey had a coronavirus party and had a lot of people there, and the police shut it down. Mm-hmm. They had a big crowd over the weekend at the fire company, but they dealt with that wisely. So, Anyway, volunteer fire crews had to go to a garage fire during all of this yesterday in Union County. No injuries, a garage and a vehicle damage there, according to CSR uh, 911. And finally, in case you didn't realize what we're talking about today, President Donald Trump did solemnly brace the U.S. for what could be a grim death toll with the corona pandemic if the ongoing social distancing issues are not continuing. And Sunday extended the voluntary national shutdown for a month. In doing so, he's barring, he's bowing rather, to his public health experts who told him the pandemic could claim over 100,000 lives in the U.S., perhaps significantly more, if not enough, is done to fight it. A stark shift in tone by the president, of course, when he was in the Rose Garden Sunday, and he reiterated that his Easter revival hopes had been aspirational. Of course, he doesn't know what that word means, but he did He did. Now, there you properly go. That's why quote people it. don't trust the media. Well, he did. He's just quoting that word. He doesn't even know what it means. He thinks it has something to do with breathing. Chris, you're on the mark. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I hope I can get as much time in as uh, Sydney did. But anyway, uh, First of all, Joe, that was the same quote you brought up Wednesday or Thursday about Chuck Schumer that is a fake quote. Look now, at I happen quote. to have look his, po- his certified his account. Fact. It's right here is his account. No, but listen he, to Chris. He deleted it, and they got a screenshot of no, it. No, no, that's a fake. All right, so they, you they say. They photoshopped it so into his say. account. <laughs> When they distributed the information, it is not a real quote that he ever put in. Look Certainly not those, one he wants to admit to. Certainly not one he wants to admit to. Joe, well, it's you're a saying fact. you're he saying did not do it. Well, I'm looking at the sheet that shows the screenshot. You can't fake a you can't <laughs> Photoshop a, a screenshot with that in it. Does that oh, look photoshopped to you, Mark? Yes, it, it does. It. It's, it's not obvious, but it's, it's subtle. It's a fake. Look at look at. <laughs> Dobson PolitiFact. I told you that last week when you brought it up. I just had the quote then. Somebody was kind enough to send me the screenshot. It looks real to me. uh, Well, that's wonderful. You're such an expert. It's a fake. Oh, apparently you are. You know it's a fake. How about that? Well, I'm relying on on relatively reliable sources. And I'm relying relying on a relatively... Some some, uh, right-wing source. Oh, okay, so the left-wing sources are reliable, right-wing sources are not. I got you. Go ahead. What else? Joe, Joe. What else? It's a fake. So you say. saying it. It's a fake. So you say. 
Keep going. What so else? I say, look at Snopes and PolitiFact. You know you trust them most of the time. Keep going. What else? Okay. We have it down to 15 cases, and we'll soon have it down to zero. He underplayed it for from January through, what, April? And then he, uh, and then he uh, I mean, through, through March or the middle of March? Before he did anything, he didn't do anything about, he was told, and there was a study that the government did on pandemics, and they told us exactly what they had to do and what would happen, and he did not do any of those things. He was worried about the stock market. That was his big concern at first. Then it was all under control, and he did nothing. So what would you have had him do? What would you have had him do? I would have had him listen to whom? To his original, uh, to to his experts at the beginning you know, when you, they basically told him. You keep saying that about that this was going to happen. That it was already in the country. That it was serious to take care of. You keep saying that, you that had all to do all this stuff, like the social distancing orders and those things to control okay. it. You keep saying all this stuff on the right is lies, but now look at the left. They keep insisting I, that I didn't they say keep lies in my last comment. They keep insisting. I, I told you they what keep was ha- insisting. Happened. They keep insisting that the president fired the pandemic response team. He didn't. The guy quit. Right, he what? didn't replace them. Moving on. Yeah, he quit after he was. Uh, they, he demoted the organization. He didn't out demote of the it. NSC. So he's allowed to move things around in the government as he sees fit. I didn't say he wasn't allowed to make the stupid decisions. I'm saying he made stupid decisions. So why was it stupid? What would have happened if he had kept them in? Well, you know for a fact something positive would have happened. Yeah. How could I not say that something better would have happened than what we have now if he had instituted the social distancing things? had talked it up, if he if he just talked it up more as a threat, and caution is different than causing panic, advocating caution is different than, than, than they, they say when the Democrats are trying to panic people, they aren't, they're doing reasonable cautions, the distancing thing. So you, do you been, agree with Nancy Pelosi? And on almost everything he's done at the at the very least, sometimes a couple months late. Then I, I gather you agree with Nancy Pelosi. He's responsible for the deaths. Uh, I don't think, well, I, I, I don't think he's responsible for the deaths, except in the fact that he takes, took credit for his uh, uh, China ban saving lives, but then he didn't do anything in between to stop the spread that was already in the country. So that didn't save lives if you don't do anything. And if you're gonna, if he's gonna take credit for saving lives, then I suppose you, he's got to take some blame for losing lives too. So when he tries to impose a travel ban out of New York City, and Governor Cuomo says it would be tantamount to declaring war on the states, you buy that? I don't know if it would be tantamount to declaring war on the states. I disagree with that. But if you listen to Cuomo's uh, press conferences. You can see the stark differences between him and Trump about how he handles it, how he talks about it, how reasonable he is, how he talks about what the experts say and what he needs to be doing. I mean, half the cases in the United States are in New York City area, and that is where the obvious need for the ventilators he's talking about is. 
And when he gives his press conferences, he always he says, we have 10,000 uh, ventilators sitting there. When he talks about GM and invoking the act, he claims he's invoked it three or four times, and then the next day he'll say he didn't invoke it. And then he used it as a bargaining tool. And General Motors came to him before he had even said anything about them doing ventilators, and they didn't get any response from them that they should start up. But they did. They did start up, and then he, they, they tried to change they, the they prices. They didn't any. They That's try, what happened until this last week. They I'm tried to change the prices on before, him, and he, he came down that. on him. He came down on him for changing the prices, and he did enact it. He told them they had to do it at the price and they agreed on. Changing the prices, the government should be the government should be uh, the one in charge of uh, getting the, the ventilators and distributing them to the areas based on need. And you made fun of me for saying, oh, the president's supposed to do that. And I said, no, well, FEMA and those people should be making the decision, but it's his administration should, should be making the decision. I told you that last week. And then this week, the president says, I had sent to New York so many ventilators. I did this to so many states, but you don't really have any proof that he's ever done anything that he, that he says. And the states have denied getting them. And they said, well, they just didn't know where they were. They were in a oh, warehouse. We them, but we didn't tell anybody in the states they were there. They, they were, were in a warehouse. Apparently New York lost the ball. They were in a warehouse in New York. And who put them there? He said he did. Well, I'm sure he did and, it. Would and, let and them know it was coming. Tell anybody in New York? Oh, come I on! They would lose them if they weren't informed of it. Of course, I mean, uh, we know, and, Chris. And Democrats Obama, good, Republicans bad. Obama was in there and said, "Well, I don't call back governors who criticize me." What well, you guys would have been going crazy. But he is calling Absolutely them back. Berserk, you you, would have you didn't crazy. look at his face. He was smiling when he said it, and he looked back at, at Mike Pence and smiled and and made it clear right. that Mike minutes. Pence is making the calls and to those governors whether they agree with him or not. Ten more seconds, Chris. Go ahead. Well, that's that's just nonsense. If <laughs> if Obama had said he's not doing doing seeing the governors. He's blown this from the very beginning. All right, we got he's you, Chris. It. If he had talked it up, maybe now he's beyond Cindy. Let the students come down and party on the beach. You're Chris, beyond maybe, Cindy now. Uh, New Orleans would have canceled Mardi Gras. Chris, you're beyond Cindy he's, now. You got your got your time. Bye bye. Got the time. <laughs> all right, thank you so much, Chris. Fabulous points, all. We really are glad you're on board. We'll take a quickie break. We got callers standing by. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, Snopes, uh, we couldn't find PolitiFact uh, talking about the Schumer tweet, but Snopes says it's completely false, this Chuck Schumer tweet where right. he said the it's, uh, it's, China it's thing. It's false. Yes. Right. Well, they said the, the real test is that, well, pl- uh, what's the company said? They they, they keep important. ProPublica. You know, yeah, ProPublica keeps tweets, and they say they don't have it in their records of his tweets ever. Plus, there's no record that anyone else retweeted it at all. Well, the how do you think it? How do you think it got saved? Well, that's Some, somebody's screenshot. Well, the screenshot's made up. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> I mean, somebody you know did a little doctoring and put it together, then screenshot it. So Nancy Pelosi says the president is responsible for deaths. You accept that, and you think you're worried about Chuck Schumer? Uh, I, I'm just telling you, your tweet <laughs> is fake. It doesn't so tie you, to so, anything else. So you say. I don't think the president's responsible for deaths, nor is he as responsible for saving lives as he claims in his uh, news conference. But I'm just saying your tweet is fake. That's all. Okay. It's fake, well, fake, 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 fake. <laughs> where did where did that famous quote from come from? I don't know. I fake, think you just fake, made it up. Fake, 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 fake. Uh, <laughs> Rob is busy at the moment. He knows where it came from. Well, I'm glad he does. I don't. <laughs> Bobby D, you're on the mark. Yes. Um, um, good morning. Um, you know, we have to be on the same page government-wise. I mean, of course, Joe being the mayor of Schmokin Dam, and of course, Sudbury and Sudbury, you know, to offer, I mean, you know, to somehow, as far as the state goes, and that to offer, uh, um, I'm going to say, services and, and, and what each area can contribute. I mean, you know, in this area, of course, we do have, you know, a wise market. I mean, we do have food and producing and all that, but there's also uh, fire companies and a lot of volunteer organizations and all that. But, uh, you know, to somehow uh, set up some type of uh, response, you know, across the nation, not just Pennsylvania, to, you know, contact each um, step of the government and, and try to stay on the same page and get as much information about our state and about our area. And, you know, besides New York, Philly, and everything else, there, you know, there are other areas of the country. That. But basically, to put everybody on the same page type thing, so you know, one half knows what the other's doing. Wow. Yeah. True. Yeah. We ought to. We got to get together on this. Well, that's what the 911 systems are for, and uh, all the rest of this. Thank you so much, Bobby. Appreciate the call, Dale. You're on the mark. Yeah, I, I had to blame both uh, Trump and state and local governments because <clears throat> I think it's time for solutions. I blame the states first because the Federal Reserve, which where we get our money, borrow money, asked states and local governments to cut their budgets and expenditures three years ago. And you look at the uh, deficits in the last three years, they all went up. Then Trump is rolling around getting all, taking all kinds of credit for unemployment levels. So is he aware that they were hiring more government? So I, I blame both parties, okay? And we're looking for solutions, I say. The solutions are start bringing our national reserve, our military, and our use our fire departments because they're they're more patriotic than any elected official. Wait, wait, either. what are we using our fire departments for? Maybe start policing. Maybe we need to start looking. We need to cut budgets. We're borrowing money to run government, local government, state governments. Then you see somebody is only four, uh, ten square blocks, and they have like eight police department. They have three police. School police. I think we need to understand. We need to blame both parties. Okay. But and, what and, and what does that have to do with the fire department? 
I don't understand that, how the, I don't understand how that has anything to do with the fire department doing police department, department functions. Fire department volunteered, okay, and they're more patriotic and they're more willing. Excuse me, Mark didn't. Mark, Mark doesn't know how to control his phone. What I were you don't. saying, Dale? <laughs> I would say, the fire department. We need more people willing and volunteering. Okay, I know we know our elected officials and all. But what do you want them to volunteer to do, Dale? That's what I'm not understanding. I what? want them to cut pork. I want. I want. The budgets went up three years in a row, state, when they were recommended. The people we borrowed money off, Federal Reserve, they recommended we cut spending and employment, uh, pr- uh, you know, costs. He's and got you on that one. So, I mean, really, Joe, I mean, who are we listening to? Because Trump's rolling around and, and like, like, yeah, it's unemployment rate, but he should be well aware that all the uh, the jobs are all created with artificial, with all... It was all government and local government employment. So, I mean, who are we to blame? I mean, it's time for our military to come in. I mean, I, they say I'm scary. It's probably more better and more efficient. All right. So, we got you, Dale. Yep. So, have, you, have you ever heard of the concept name? of posse comitatus? There's a limit to what you can use the military for under the Constitution. Well, guess what? Guess what? Somebody's looking. They're going to be sharing a building. Somebody, please, be sharing a building with the squeezer. That's what I want to look for. All right, we got you. Well, there is a nice cream well, store right Well, plenty of hot store. dogs. Uh, all right, Joe, starting the texts. Uh, all right. They um, start at the bottom, actually. says, good morning. I have some concerns about a local bus company uh, running buses to New York City and Philadelphia. If we're going to help slow this down, this isn't helping. And then another writer says, give me a break. Chris complaining about someone else getting more time than he does. Again, he knows everything about everything, or so he thinks. Ten, uh, ten seconds too long? Does that, does that stand we alone? Up. I think we went over. Okay. Uh, Chris continues to spread the lie that Trump isn't doing enough. Maybe he should have banned all travel from China and Europe at the beginning of January instead of the end. That would have made mad leftists. That would have made the leftists mad, like Chris. Made him happy? No? Okay. And we can read one email, and then we go to the The phone. additional spending in the Recovery Act is like trimming the toenails on an open-heart surgery patient. Nice, but not life-sustaining. Okay, <laughs> there's an image for you. Uh, Cindy, welcome back. You get 60 seconds of real fame. At the end of the movie The Martian, uh, Matt Damon says, you solve a problem, and once you solve that problem, you move on to solve the next problem, and when you solve enough of them, you get to live. And that's really what we're doing. Now, I have two positive notes from the press conference. Number one, Abbott Labs has invented a five-minute, five to 15-minute turnaround test. So all this caterwauling about people wanting tests and can't get them, five to 15 minutes. American ingenuity, it's pretty much startling. And secondly, a second vaccine has gone into human trials. You know, a couple weeks ago, the press was all over the, there's no vaccines, there's not going to be any vaccines, we're all going to die speech. And now here, a second vaccine has gone into trial. It's unheard of. It usually takes years to reach that kind of a goal. So I say that what we need to do is start pulling all in the same direction. That's all what right. we need. Good point. Gotcha. Thank, you. Thank, Thank you, Cindy. Cindy. Appreciate that. Joe, an email, please, if you will. Yes. I think it's poignant that Joe Biden shot down Chuck Todd's leading question about Trump having blood on his hands and meet the press on Sunday. Yep, he did. He, um, of course, they played the Nancy Pelosi NPR cut where she says the president has blood on his hands. And then they asked Joe Biden about that, and he said, no, he does not. 
He does not think Good so. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, next one. What is that? Oh, no, you don't want that. You that's a, that that's another topic. Uh, the, over the or last week, uh, on Friday, we had a great argument about which media is more biased towards the president or against him. And uh, Ben continued to insist that uh, Fox Media is truthful and accurate under all circumstances, no matter what. To that end, we received this email. Amusing, Ben. Your view on the reporting of negative news, were you the president? You really want negative reporting and downright bull? Tune in lightly to Hannity on Fox. Impossible as it seems, he gets worse with the passing of time. Get real, Ben. Call it like it really is. Mainstream media is basically reporting the facts. Thank goodness for the likes of the New York Times, Washington Post, etc. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm going to be ill. Their main factors in fact-checking these news outlets like Fox and correcting all the misstatements and lies made by the current president. Oh, Joe, you're getting to be such a curmudgeon. <laughs> now, the New York I, Times has been doing a super job through all of this. I don't know about the Post. I don't. I can't read that. They're but, both. Uh, I, I would. Ha- I would agree with you when they do basic reporting. It's like my my view of CNN. When they're not doing political reporting, I think they're great. Hmm. You know, but when they start political, their bias comes in. Okay. And I think the same's true with the New York Times. Well, they had a field day last night. It was crazy. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's sad. You know, and Fox, I think, goes the other way. I'm willing to admit, in some instances, they're more of an apologist for the president than they are a critic. But yet, when you see him facing people like Chris Wallace, he gets asked tough questions. And they don't give him a pass. I mean, Hannity is a talking head, as far as I'm concerned. Although I noticed last week, I looked at the ratings in TV Guide magazine this morning, mm-hmm. and Hannity was in the top 20 shows. Well, he's so, a commentator, though. He, he's not the news, per se. He's just he, a commentator. He doesn't he say, look, He comments on the news. And right, but he sound. doesn't start out by saying, all right, here's some objective, factual information I'm going to convey to you. The show is all about his opinion about what the president's done and what the media's done and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and all those, you know, you know what the show is like. And now, he's obviously very pointed in it, but, I mean, I'm, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying if, if you turn to Hannity or MSNBC and you're expecting objective news, you're not going to get it. That's not what they're there for. Well, I mean, everybody calls out of these conferences and these meetings and uh, pressers, if you will. They call out the facts that they think support their position. And then that's all they report. That's what bothers me. I mean, there are two sides to every story. just do the whole thing, you think? I always remember Walter Cronkite. I thought Walter Cronkite was the gold standard of reporters, and I think he was probably more left-leaning than he was centrist. But he always tried to make sure that he presented a balanced and fair presentation of what was going on. <laughs> We've been struggling ever since. Well, I, mean, I don't think that that standard exists anymore in the media. Even Huntley Brinkley, I thought they were great in their day. And Peter Jennings. There I, was we didn't in, really know what bias was at the time. So there was I, an I, inherent sense I, of fairness. I think you just have a recollection of that. Not It's not based on actual presentation. Read that one, then we'll go to break. Score is one to nothing. Cite one instance when Fox has misleadingly edited audio or video. Well, that's true. I can't recall one, but they probably have. They don't do it as much lately, but they used to do it quite a bit. They haven't done it lately, though. I will give them that. I think it all started when they they got kind of got caught when they would doctor the Tea Party images. They would say there was a Tea Party rally, and they would show a, a picture of the Capitol with you know a million people on it, and then they would say, oh, and there was also a rally against the president. You know, and they show like six people. Well, all those images were file photos that had nothing to do with the rallies that were happening. So they 
they did that. But if you do do what I do, who sent this? Oh, it's not signed. Well, do what I did. Read the the loudest voice in the room, and it, it talks about uh, how how the Fox Channel got started and how it was designed to uphold and strengthen the things in the Republican Party, and that everything that you know Roger Ailes wanted it to be uh, his, to echo his conservative voice, and that's the way the uh, meetings are set up, and that's the way the presentation is, and that's why uh, that's why the news continues to be presented the way that it is, even though he's long gone. But I think Fox, draws, Fox draws a good line between news and commentary. Their news reporters, I don't okay. think, comment. Yeah, you know, I, don't, but, I, don't, I don't watch it enough to know. I don't think I've ever seen objective news there, but I don't watch it a lot. Well, you should watch in the afternoon, or you should watch when the, they're doing panel when they do the news okay. programs. Well, I mean, be, outnumbered yep. in those programs, they make it clear, and they give every side the opportunity to present its view without insulting them or calling them names like they do on the View. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Tom, stand by. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Is it time for us to get a bidet instead of relying on toilet paper? I think you can still find toilet paper here and there. Okay. That's what Joe talked about during the break, or Joe and I. (laughs) I Hopefully, nobody will call 911 because they don't have any. Tom, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning, sir. Yeah, talking about this, using this for political advantage, this coronavirus thing. Mm -hmm. The Republicans were really, they ought to be ashamed of themselves for what they did. What they do? The, the Republic or the Democrats have the House. They sent over a bill over to the to the House to the Senate for the Republicans to, you know, so they could make a bill. The Republicans completely ignored it, completely ignored it, and wrote their own bill. The Senate bill, according to Bernie Sanders, who's in the Senate, had eight sentences in it to help the people. There was nothing in there for unemployment, any of this stuff, nothing. So, I'm just trying to say, uh, but it took the Democrats to add all that. Is that what you're the saying? The Democrats had to add all the stuff, had to add all the stuff in, and the Republicans fought it like the devil. They fought all this stuff. They didn't want any of this stuff to be in there. And they fought it, but they knew in order to get the 60 votes, they were going to have to put it in. The only thing that the Republicans put in their bill was this $1,250. And that that $1,250 wasn't even going to go 
to people that were on Social Security, and it wasn't going to go to people that didn't make enough money. If you didn't make much money, you weren't going to get it. So after this is all all over, they fought. They fought everything, and then at the last minute, they put, tried to put an amendment in to stop the unemployment that it wouldn't be that high. And after this is all over with, they passed a bill ninety six to nothing to make themselves look good. Then after that, they have a photo op in the White House, and they didn't invite any Democrats. When Trump signed the bill. There was not one Democrat in there. It was all 100% Republicans standing there smiling and acting like they did this whole thing, that they're responsible for everything that people are getting, and it's a bunch of crap. And they didn't want, they didn't want three quarters of the stuff that's in there. So you're and saying there's hypocrites? And even taking a picture of it. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, what about Nancy Pelosi holding everything up for a week to try and get Green New Deal stuff into it? She did not. They did not hold that up. Oh, yes, she did. She that, did. The reason they did that was to bring to the people's attention, because people are paying attention now, because they might get some money. They brought that in there. They never knew. They never thought they were going to get that passed. They brought that in there to bring it to the people's attention. All these bills that have been sent over to Mitch McConnell's desk, which is, I guess, there's like four or five hundred of them, and he won't even bring them to the floor. That is the reason why they brought that stuff up. They knew that they were never going to get that stuff passed, and they gave up on it real quick. They didn't push it. They gave up on it real quick. That was the reason they did that. Well, I do agree with you about one thing. I thought it was very sad that there were no Democrats in the room when the president signed the bill. He thanked everybody on both sides. He thanked Republicans and Democrats. It would have been helpful if he'd have actually had a few Democrats there. So I agree with you completely on that. And, and another thing no, on I thought, these maybe you had, thought maybe you had a heart attack when I agreed with you, Tom. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I need a ventilator now. <laughs> That's funny. And another thing on these uh, ventilators, there was a guy on TV the other day, and he said, I don't, I don't know if he was exaggerating or whatever he was saying, but there's a hundred. he said there was 156 parts in a ventilator made in 114 different countries. Well, currently, but what they're hoping GM can do is what this company out in Washington well, does is produce them on an assembly line, mostly out of American place parts. The only thing they were getting from China was the wire harness, which individuals in the U.S. can produce. Well, the whole problem is, is we need these ventilators fast. Right, yeah, they're like a thousand I'm not, a day I'm not or saying something. That, I'm not saying that General Motors and Ford and all this stuff can't make this stuff in time, but you're looking at... You're looking at a long time, probably a year, to to get all this stuff and make all this stuff to make all the dyes and all the all the things that would have to be made to make these things. You're not going to do that in a week or two. Well, they say GM is going to use. They say GM is going to use their existing lines and uh, equipment that's already produced for and by other companies that are producing this. In other words, they'll use your garage. They don't have to buy tools. They'll use your garage kind of thing. So they'll use all the technology that exists already. Like the company that makes the uh, oh gosh, what's the 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 motherboard on these ventilators out in Washington? 
They say they can produce them, you know, like 1,600 an hour. They can produce those quite fast. So, but of course, the the assembly line where they're being produced is much slower than that. So they can give the motherboard to GM. So GM doesn't have to do anything there. One one thing that I think this points out, and the president has said this repeatedly, we've got to bring these manufacturing jobs back to this country, whatever it takes. We can't be at the mercy of China and foreign countries anymore going forward on important stuff. So we have the agility to do this kind of Right. Well, and that's one of the things the uh, uh, Lanier Alum from the community college called in and says you get community colleges that are wired in with manufacturing and current needs, and they're remarkably agile when it comes to getting young people and people who are in the college and the local companies and factories to all work together on solutions. And Tom, Tom will give you the last. Well, let's say one, right one of our listeners. Uh, one of our listeners wants to comment on something that Tom may want to respond to. <laughs> he says, "Why does Tom lie? The bill was written in the Senate with bipartisan." partisan input and the Democrats tanked it twice when the Pelosi when Pelosi came back into town. Tom is another leftist mind reader. How amazing. <laughs> Are you a leftist mind reader, Tom? The bill was written the bill that they, they sent over things that they wanted in the bill before the Senate wrote it. Well right, well the Senate wrote the bill and the Democrats tanked it twice. That's what our writer says. Well they tanked it for good reason. What was the good reason? <laughs> it was they written. They weren't going to give anybody any money. It said the it bill was, was written for corporations and small businesses. The bill was they written wanted to give twelve hundred and fifty dollars to people that made money. They didn't want to give it to people on Social Security. They didn't want to give it to people. But the original uh, bill had bipartisan support. Tom, the original bill had bipartisan support, as written in the Senate. There were Democrats who supported it, too. Well, if you're on Social Security, why do you need $1,200 from the government why during do, the why pandemic? Why does anybody, if you want to get right into that, why does any, why should Joe and his wife get a check for $1,250? Do they need it? Do you need one? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> Joe does not. Well, Joe's I mean, not Joe getting. doesn't need one because Joe Joe doesn't believe in socialism. I believe in socialism. Joe doesn't. No, are I you, believe in a welfare. Are I, you, not welfare, but uh, what you call a commonwealth. A commonwealth. Are you hey, getting this, one, Joe? Can I read something here? Now, this is pretty good what this guy wrote. Go ahead. It says, the crisis we face is a result of a four-decade-long slow-motion corporate coup that has rendered the citizen impotent, left us without any authentic democratic institutions, and allowed corporate and military power to become omnipotent. Oh, well, that's, that's all true. true. Yep, that's all Is very that written true. by Bernie Sanders, right? No, that's written. No, it was written by Chris Hedges. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for the call. Thanks Sounds for all like those Olivia good conversation starting your emails, too. To Sounds more like Olivia Ocasio-Cortez to me. Does it? Yes. We'll be right back. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Let's keep doing the emails and texts. All right, one of the emails. Well, let's take the text because they're more current. Are we sure that Trump didn't invite Democrats to the signing and they refused? If Tom is correct about the ventilators, that proves in the case against globalization and relying on for more, for, uh, foreign countries for your own safety, security, and medical needs. Well, that's a good point. I don't know whether the president invited them or not, but not having them there was obvious. I mean, you couldn't watch that signing and not realize that there was nobody there with a D behind their name. Hmm, okay. And since he started out thanking everybody on both parties for their bipartisan efforts, I think it would have made sense to have people from the other well, party there. Well, maybe they declined. They might have, but I can't imagine they don't any, be seen with them. <laughs> any politician loves to get their face on camera any time, right? Any publicity is good publicity. That's what they always say. There were two others there that you erased, and now they're gone. Oh, I thought that was all no, one string. No, it was not. It was two. All right, Stan, send your most recent one again, please. Then, can Joe say anything Trump has done about the virus was even a little wrong? Not that I've heard. And his only comeback to criticism of Trump is that we criticize Trump for everything. <laughs> if you think he did something right, tell us what it was. Well, I think his original travel ban was right on China. On China. I think that, that's right. You have thousands of flies coming this, into your house, so you're going to close a window. That makes <laughs> perfect sense. He didn't get it from the beginning. Just admit it. Do you think he has blood on his hands? Would, would you let me finish answering no, the question? No. Do you think he has blood on his hands? No, he doesn't right, have blood in his you. hands. Nobody has blood in their hands, because how do you predict something like this? You know, you would have to be... Surround yourself by experts and stay out of their way, well, maybe? what would the experts have done? What would they have said? A, a virus that started in Wuhan, China, is going to spread all over the entire world because nobody's going to get it in check until it comes here and kills 200,000 Americans. You think that's... Somebody right out of the box would have guessed that? <laughs> I wouldn't have. Joe, would, you? would you? Would you? Would you? Would you? Are you that prescient? Read the first line of that email again. Can Joe say anything Trump has done about the virus was even a little wrong? Now, read these. These are this is Joe back in this is Trump back in in January. It's, they read just that one. That's we it. have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China. It's going to be just fine. All right. Now, as experts were saying, this is the beginning of an epidemic that would easily spread across the. You US. know that they told him at that point that it was an epidemic. You know that on January twenty second, Doctor Fauci had been told, said he started talking to the lady doctor back in the beginning, a beginning of January, beginning. And of when January. did they start talking? to the president. All along. Oh, and he okay. declined. They were he right downplayed there it because he didn't want to scare people. Plus, he didn't want Wall Street to hear about it because he knew what would happen would happen. Well, it happened. <laughs> right. It did happen. <laughs> but all of this could have been mitigated if we had well, just started at the beginning of right. January. 
And do you think you would have, you were the president, do you think you would have started then? I would like to think if I surround myself with smart people, I would listen to what they say some of the time. He doesn't listen to the smart people any of the time. Well, yes, he does. He listened to them yesterday well, when he now extended he does the, it all the time because they said, look, here's the well, recipe. He just said he didn't do it at all. Up until the beginning of March, up until then, Fox News and he were in the denial phase saying that this is a Democratic coup. Now they're on the, this is a pandemic, let's do something. But the president has had sound advice all along. He started out ignoring it, and now he's listening to it. And I think what happened is his political advisor said, look, here's a recipe for you to get reelected. You can do this. you got to get all over this. you got to surround yourself with smart people. Do what they tell you to do. Get this pandemic in, in this, uh, you know, this curve flattened so that hospitals nationwide don't, want happens, don't have happen what's up in New York. And then you're going to end up looking like a hero because you're going to save lives. Yes, the economy's suffering. There's no argument about that. But you have to present realistic information. And you can still do just what he did last night. Be calmer in chief. Be the calmer in chief while still presenting the facts. You say you know, this is a life-saving move. I don't want to have to announce this. This is a realistic estimate when we can probably start to get back underway. This is what we're doing about it. Well, you and that me, this is under control. Did the president make unfortunate statements? Yes. Did he make them without having all the facts? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether he had what he had and what he didn't have. You know, I I can tell you that I would not be initially, the initial stories that came out of Wuhan, China, didn't alarm me. It seemed like their problem, you know. And then when he announced the travel ban, I thought, well, that's smart. Let's keep it out of this country. But then it started spreading to places like Italy and Europe, where the open borders are kind of like the thing, right? You're supposed to have open borders, let people travel where they want to go. So now it's become a problem. It's become people coming into the country. We started quarantining people coming into the country for two weeks. People still had bad behavior. They went out on cruise ships. There was another cruise ship that's anchored somewhere uh, that I heard a story about over the weekend, and there like several people still? died on the cruise ship. Yeah, still. I mean, there are people doing bad behavior. People have parties. <laughs> well, yeah, the president Lewis can't had a take big party over the weekend. <laughs> the president can't take that into consideration. He can't get down to that level and start controlling people's behavior. We can do the things he's done. We can say, you know, stay inside, follow the safe cleaning practices, disinfect yourself every chance you get. But still, there are going to be people who ignore that. 1-800-79... 1-800-79... Oh, I guess we're out of time. Sorry. No, we're not. we got three minutes. Right, but uh, you'd have to be ultra-speedy ultra dialers. 1-800-795-9565. Oh, Stan sent his note back. Thank you. Sorry about that, buddy. Go ahead, Joe. He said, was there anyone in the USA saying at the beginning of January we need to stop all travel? The WHO, or White House... WHO. WHO. I like WHO. Uh, the WHO was down playing the problem in January, and aren't the uh, aren't they the people supposed to be smart people? I don't know. So was That's the World Health organization downplaying it? It's a good question. I, I, don't rem- I don't remember what they were saying in January. They, but they don't run the U.S., so their opinion... So, in other words, he should have been smarter than the World Health Organization. <laughs> he should be <laughs> listening to the smartest people in the world, no matter where they come from. Well, maybe they're in the World Health Organization, and they didn't think there was a problem. Are they? <laughs> Next yeah. email, please. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that we're in the position we're in. It is. But I don't think it's worthwhile spending time pointing fingers. If the Tomorrow we're doing a forward-thinking show. Joe Kance is calling in with an update on a couple of topics locally. Well, I think if we, if we take the fact that, that we're, we're here where we, we're here, we can't do anything about the fact that we're here. Going forward, we start working together. As Bobby Douglas said earlier in his call, you know, we got to get on the same page. And I agree with him. We've got to get on the same page and stop. Stop 
the finger pointing. Read the email. All right. Those of us who can do without the assistance should consider using it to help soup kitchens, animal shelters, and others who provide services. It will certainly help you feel better about yourself during this difficult time. All right. Appreciate Sign that. Sign Mark II. Well, I guess it's somebody named Mark, and they don't right. get mixed up with me. And then another writer says, there are vaccines available for the seasonal flu. This is an unknown. They are not sure the effect long-term apples and oranges. Perhaps they will develop a vaccine or a cure. The transmitting is the issue from one to another. These doctors are not practicing fear-mongering. We have doctors getting sick and dying. And police officers, too. First responders are getting sick getting and dying sick. in New York. I think it's something like 10% of the New York police department is calling in sick maybe even maybe even higher than that you know so we have to we have to start taking care of ourselves you know, no argument about that i want to share this message in these times of uncertainty covid-19 doesn't care about race gender political view age sexual orientation income or popularity it has no borders and i guess that's as far as we go we'll finish it tomorrow thank you so much for sending it in mr df in the initials so we appreciate that oh it is signed yes doug thank you we'll finish that tomorrow Joe, we're going to finish that email tomorrow. I put that on my list. Joe Kantz and Joe McGranahan will get to talk to each other telephonically tomorrow. Then we have open phones during the 9 a.m. hour. we got a professor checking in on Wednesday. And wait till you see who Thursday's surprise guest is. This is WKOK Sunbury.